Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different regions, the different styles, the different grape varieties, and the history and culture of wine. In this episode, we conclude our focus on sherry, and we're going to look at the sweet styles of sherry. So first of all, it must be remembered that sherry is fortified once fermentation is complete. So that makes it different from other fortified wines such as port, which are fortified during fermentation. So this means that most styles of sherry are naturally dry. And so the sweet styles of sherry that we're going to look at in this episode, their sweetness comes from various techniques. So before we look at the sweet styles of sherry in particular, let's look at how sweet wines are made in general, because there are different ways of making a wine sweet. It is, of course, all about the sugar, which is in the wine, and that's what gives the wine its sweetness. So the question is, where does that sugar come from? So one basic method is by adding a sweet component to the dry wine. And so this could be um, unfermented grape juice, which is actually kind of technically called rectified concentrated grape must, but it is in effect unfermented grape juice. And just simply adding that to a wine makes it sweet because there is still lots of sugar in that grape juice. And so this is a technique used in Germany, for instance. The wine is called the grape juice is called Sirs Reserve or Sweet Reserve, and that's added to the wine to make it sweet. And so it adds sugar, but it does not add complexity. So it's a relatively simple way of making a wine sweet. Another way is by adding a sweet wine to the dry wine, and that's something we'll look at with sherry. A second method is by interrupting the fermentation, and this is of course how many fortified wines are made, by adding a high alcohol spirit to the wine while it's still fermenting. That kills off the yeast, stops the fermentation, and means there is lots of residual sugar in the wine. Fermentation can also be interrupted by um, adding sulphur to kill off the yeast or by filtering the yeast out of the wine at cold temperatures and because there's no yeast the fermentation stops and there's still residual sugar. Another method is by drying the grapes to concentrate the sugars and so these grapes can be dried on the vine so leaving the grapes after the harvest is finished going beyond ripeness so they get overripe become dry and shriveled even into raisins and that concentrates the sugar because the water has been drained out. That can also be done after the grapes have been picked by leaving the grapes in the sunshine which dries them, concentrates the sugar by drying the water or by having them in, in barns for instance or in cellars which is what happens in Valpolicella for Recciotto and drying the grapes after they've been picked concentrates the sugars and results in residual sugar. The final method is perhaps the most famous and the most classical, which is noble rot. And this is the only technique not used in fortified wine. So all the other techniques we've described are used for fortified wine to help make the wine sweet. But noble rot is another method where the, the mould attaches itself to the grapes after the harvest is finished. And that just again concentrates the sugars because it's eating the water and creates very complex, sophisticated wines. So those are the different methods, and let's see how they apply to sherry. So sherry, the sweet style of sherry is Pedro Jimenez, and this is a grape variety, and this is made by um, picking the grapes and then leaving them out in the sunshine, as we mentioned before, for several months, and that just dries the grapes and really concentrates the sugars. So in effect, once they're turn into wine, they're raisins, and so there's lots and lots of sugar in the wine and very, very little water. 
So Pedro Jimenez, on its own, is an intensely sweet style of wine. The colour is almost black, depending on how long it's been aged, with really raisined, dried fruit aromas. And the thing with Pedro Jimenez is because there's so much sugar in the, in the grapes, it's impossible to complete the fermentation. So Pedro, Pedro Jimenez can only be fermented to around 5% alcohol, and then the sugar just takes over and kills the yeast, and that's it, and it's done. Then the wine is fortified to around 18-20% to 20 alcohol, and so there is an incredible amount of residual sugar left in the wine, and Pedro Jimenez on its own can have about 400 grams per litre if it's a really concentrated, intense style. So Pedro Jimenez can um, be found on its own, though it's relatively rare, and um, it's usually a very good quality because to make Pedro Jimenez on its own it has to be worth the while. Or, what it's usually used for is to add to dry sherry to make it sweet. And the best sweet sherries are a combination of a dry sherry with Pedro Jimenez, because, and then these, the two wines will often be aged together as a blend rather than simply bottled simultaneously. And so these will be complex aged wines with dried fruit aromas, and the levels of sweetness will vary according to how much Pedro Jimenez has been added. So we'll look at those styles um, in a minute. The other way is another method that we just mentioned, which is adding the unfermented grape juice, or the rectified concentrated grape must, uh, to the wine. And this is how a pale cream is made, and we'll look at what that is in a second. Another way, very similar, is adding something called arope, which is a grape concentrate used for the darkest sherries. And the arope is also called vino de color, and it's basically a dark, sweet, syrupy wine, which has been made by boiling down the grape must. And then the other, the other technique is adding mistella, which is a, a mixture of grape juice and alcohol. And this is made from palomino grapes, which have been dried so that they're raisined. The fortification here actually takes place before fermentation, so there's lots of um, concentrated sugar. And this is used for the commercial sherries. And the wines um, aren't as sweet or concentrated. So it's quite a simple method um, by um, raisining the grapes and then fortifying them to retain the sugar. So different things are added to sherry to make it sweet. Just to recap, we have Pedro Jimenez, we have the rectified concentrated grape must, that's for the pale cream, the arrope, which is for the darker sherries, and the mistella for the commercial sherries. So what are the different styles of sweet sherry? So we have pale cream, and this is a mixture of the fino, so the pale uh, style of sherry, and rectified concentrated grape must, so in, in essence the um, um, unfortified, uh, un sorry, unfermented grape juice. And this was invented by Croft, and a hugely successful style. It's pale and it's creamy. Uh, the colour is removed by charcoal, and just to make sure that it's really that beautiful pale colour, which is very attractive to consumers, because basically it looks like a white wine, and then you have that creamy sweetness, which gives a richness to the palate. And the residual sugar here will be between 45 and 115 grams per litre. So it's always going to taste sweet. Then we have what's called medium, which is a little bit of a confusing term. This is basically a sweet amontillado, so it's not actually medium. Sometimes it's labelled medium dry, which is even more confusing. The residual sugar here can actually be a huge range between 5 and 115 grams per litre. But this wine is usually going to be sweet. And again, the complexity of this wine really depends what, how it's been sweetened and, of course, the quality of the Amontillado that's being used. So if PX is being added to the Amontillado, it's probably going to be high quality. But if it's simply um, adding the Mistella or the Arope, then it's going to be a, 
lower quality and just feel a bit sicklier and a bit sweeter. Then there's the cream style, which is one of the most famous styles of, of sherry. And this was um, invented by Harvey's back in the 1860s. And the most famous style is Harvey's Bristol Cream, which um, invented this category and from the 1950s was the best-selling sherry in the world. And it's still one of the most familiar for consumers. So originally, uh, there was a style of sherry called milk sherry, which is a, a sweet style of sherry. And um, but the Harvey's came up with the cream, which is even richer. So think of cream being richer than milk, hence the name. And the whole style of cream sherry is named after Harvey's Bristol Cream. And um, it's called Bristol because it was imported through Bristol in the UK, the, the port there. So very successful in the 1860s, now considered old-fashioned. Harvey's Bristol Cream itself is a blend of Fino, Amontillado, Oloroso and Pedro Jimenez. So it's a little bit of everything and it's rich and sweet and as the name suggests, it's creamy. But there are other styles of cream made now and the quality really does vary and this will just simply depend on the price because it, it can just be a sweet oloroso adding px or pedro jimenez for complexity gonzalez biases Methuselah is an extremely good example of a high quality sweet oloroso or oloroso dulce as it's called and all the oloroso dulce is usually um, used by the producer to kind of accentuate the quality that it's not just a cream style it's actually much um, higher quality but some producers will use cream as well um, but then the simpler creams will be a mixture of um, oloroso and maybe amontillado with the arope so the grape concentrate for the darker sherries which really adds a syrupy concentration to the wines and then one final rare style of sweet sherry is the East India Solera, which is made by Lustau. So Lustau is a producer which really wants to emphasize the tradition of sherry while doing it in a, in a modern way. And the East India Solera comes from the tradition of maturing wines in ships on the way to India. And this produced a soft, gentle style of uh, sweet sherry, made or aged in the same way that Madeira was aged. But now it's a blend of Oloroso and Pedro Jimenez and it's aged in the warmest parts of the cellar. So it's made to replicate um, the style of East India wines, but made in, in, a, in a more modern, controlled way. And only, only Lustau make that style of wine, and it's very good quality. Something a little bit unusual and traditional. So that's the um, sweet styles of sherry. Real range of quality from basic, inexpensive, and the wines which really dominate people's perception of sherry and found on the bottom shelves of supermarkets, to some really high quality wines which are much more expensive and um, less, less, less common for consumers to know about. And there's a whole range as there is with sherry from the pale style to the darker style, from the wines that haven't been aged for too long to the wines which have been aged for 30 years, as is the case with the Methuselah. So thank you for listening. This is Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink.